You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast Australia, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful tech leaders in Australia. I'm Mira, I help connect businesses with tech talent, and today I'm your host. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolution Exchange Podcast. Today, I'm joined by three Sydney tech leaders to discuss effective leadership. They've put forward some great questions, so super excited to jump into them. But first, I'll get everyone to introduce themselves. Um, if Sayed, you wouldn't mind going first. Hi, everyone. Um, thanks, Mera, for uh, giving me the opportunity. Uh, my name is Sayed Mansoor, and I am working as a soft, uh, manager of software engineering for MasterCard, specifically for MasterCard Payment Gateway Services. And I have been in the um, IT industry for around 19 years now. Thank, Thank you so you. much. And Hujefa, if you wanted to go next. Hey, thanks, Mira. So my name is Hujefa Gangadiwala. I'm working for Woolworths Group as a development manager. And um, yeah, I'm passionate about how technology can transform lives. And you know, I've seen a lot of businesses in Woolworths being transformed with the help of technology. So yeah, excited for this podcast. Thank you so much. And Angad, if you wanted to go next. Thanks, Mira, again. Uh, good evening. My name is Angad, and I'm one of the I'm an engineering manager in NAB, and I've had my fair share of experience working across different industries. Right now, I'm just leading one of the squads in cloud platform services team in NAB, helping our customers with their cloud migration journeys, and uh, basically helping the communities prosper. And I'm passionate about automating the processes, the technology solutions that we provide, and what's the best way we can help our customers. So, looking forward to this discussion. Thanks. Thanks so much, everyone. And we'll dive into the first question put forward by Seed. So that is manager versus people leader. What is the difference? And should a manager be a leader? Yeah, um, I think it's not a, a <laughs> difficult question to answer specifically if if we say if manager needs to be a leader, the short answer is yes, definitely. Management and leadership is like they are interconnected disciplines and they cannot uh, exist without each other. Um, I think uh, the general perception we have when we go to universities and organizations that we have been taught that managers and leaders are two separate people. Um, uh, that is, I think, a quite a harmful assumption because the result was manager who cannot lead or or vice versa. But, uh, but I think now many of the organizations are changing the trend. They are engaging or they are referring uh, managers as as people leader. So if we if we take an example if we separate this these two um, um apart a leader without uh, a leader who cannot manage let's suppose he has a vision but uh, he doesn't know he has no idea how to get there same goes for the manager a manager that uh, cannot lead uh, he cannot build trust and create engagement within the organization uh, to get where they need to right um so if we if we break down the responsibility if we look at the bird eye view um of course i will not like try to sum up and explain everything a manager will do but, <laughs> but if you look at a uh, manager focuses on control delegation or if we look at the bottom line it's process and uh, efficiency right so the but the leader is focusing on vision engagement big ideas empowerment uh, innovation and transformation right so one or more thing that uh, without uh, okay, so if we if we look look at the leader 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 responsibility is to basically highlight and work 
on the abilities of the team to create high functional and productive team while manager is uh, what manager is doing he's trying to um, uh, work with the team within the time con constraint and increase the productivity right um, so if we take an example of any leader a leader should be a manager and, and a manager should should be a leader like uh, it, it goes hand in hand any manager regardless at what level you are should be able to come up with the idea inspire employees uh, take on certain degrees of risk and engage team members when you are hired on a job the so simple thing is you are manager from day one you are manager from day one because you are managing the work you're working with the team to work on certain timelines and able to deliver the things but leadership is something in which you evolve. It takes you some time to be a leader because as a leader, you want your team to follow you. And that is something that doesn't come naturally. Like it doesn't something you will say, okay, from the day one I joined, I am a leader now. No, you cannot be like that. So you have to transform all those vision, thinking, and build that respect and trust from the team. Once you start building that, then you can say, okay, I am now leading the team towards something and you're when you're working on that you know when we uh, when we are working with a team we have you can say a very diverse or a multicultural team here here as well especially within within australia all the people that are coming to your team they have different set of abilities so let's suppose mm -hmm. if you have six members of the team they have different set of abilities so it's up to a manager and the leader to see how they can best utilize how they can form that group and gel them together if if we simply map it to uh, to the sports as well, right? Uh, because when we are working working within within a team, we are striving towards a common goal, and every person has to work together. And whatever their uh, strengths, uh, we utilize those strengths to achieve those goals. If we look at any other sports like football, cricket, where uh, you can see the influence of the captain or the leader is there, they basically gel the team together or they basically form the team together take an example you have the best football player take them apart put them in one team and you expect that they will they will win all the tournaments no it is not going to happen <laughs> because the reason for that they need some time to form a team to come together as a team and if they don't work as a team they are not able to give you any result it will be a failure it will be a disaster and same goes for software or any other uh field you are looking so it's very important for for a manager to think as a man to work as a manager because that's a working part of it okay we have to manage the project we have to deliver the project but think as a leader or evolve your team over the period of time and gel them together and make sure that they form into a high product high performance and high productive team yeah yeah i i second uh sayed you know based on my experience that i've had you know manager i think it's Leadership is a choice, not a rank, you know, and you, if you want to, it's about influencing your team. It's about leading by example and, you know, em uh, empowering your team members to think out of their comfort zone and, you know, bring the best about them. And and to me, in, in simple words, it's like, you know, being a parent, you know, how you want mm -hmm. your take of your children, you know, want to do the best for them. So it's about bringing out the, about the best of your, you know, team, make them shine, help them develop them, you know, their career, guide them, coach them. And it's it's not about uh, you know authority. It's not about telling them what to do because it's all about self awareness. Because no, you cannot be best at everything you you do. So if you're self aware, you may be surrounded by uh, technically sound uh, you know 
uh, worth more sound than you. And you, you need to be across that, okay, who is the best person for this job and how I'm going to delegate and working it out together. So, yeah. I definitely agree with your both of your views guys so for me you know a people leader is someone who is human i think you know <laughs> and and people people you know have that facade of i'm invincible and you know i can do everything or i can get everything done right so you need to be human have those values and live those values and in an authentic sort of a way right and i think uh, being a good manager obviously you need to be aware what is at play what you need to do to get it done and you know what are the stakeholders involved right so it's more of an organizational you know thing which which uh, a manager brings in but the leader brings in that human element that element like you talked about being a parent right but you know and and again um, as you, as sayed also said like you know being you know a leader means you actually are someone who is inspirational or inspiring others to act to motivate others to do things right so in, and and to motivate others you need to understand others you need to be empathetic you need to understand where they're coming from what their challenges are what sort of work they are doing you know and how can you be supportive you know so listening is definitely a big part of leadership right you think leadership is about giving those speeches and talking you know uh, big <laughs> but it's also about listening you have to have you know, the different levels of listening in which you're listening not to just make a comment you're listening not just to pass a judgment but you're listening to really understand where that person is coming from and and being a techie you know coming from a techno technology background developer and growing up the ranks right i was guilty of this you know i was like uh, definitely uh, jumping on to conclusions and making sure you know that i get my thing without really understanding the problem but then once i grew up the ranks i understood that it's not about that it, you have to really understand where the challenges are you have to listen and there are different levels of listening you listen for a purpose you listen for an objective you listen for an emotion and try mm -hmm. to you know sometimes you don't need, even need to address it you know in terms of okay you don't give solutions because as technical people you always are jumping to solutions okay you having this problem <laughs> This is the solution, you know. Especially <laughs> with my wife, I say, "Okay, you're feeling this, so you need to do this." And she says, "It's not like that, you know. Just listen. <laughs> I just want to, you know, express. <laughs> just listen, you know. And sometimes that is the real solution. life listening example. Listening is the solution. <laughs> yeah, and listening is a way in which people also feel comfortable that there is someone who is actually latching on to what I'm saying, and I can be myself. And and when you share your side of the story, right? When you're vulnerable, saying like you have kids, you have challenges, you are not perfect. people open up even further and understand yeah this guy is also a human being i can talk to you know and he's not be hiding behind a facade everything is perfect yeah. so yeah, yeah definitely that human aspect as well as you know the skills aspect obviously is there about how you manage the work so definitely going back to the question you know uh, that is there is definitely a difference but in this day and age a leader and a manager uh, both need to be you know coexisting just just to add one point as i find uh, angat has managed the human perspective that is very very important because um i think uh, wherever we are working we just need to understand the like as you build any community or any society the same values come within the team as well because you are working here with the humans and when they turn up for a work on each day they might have issues there are other factors that may be uh, affecting right so as i as i always tell my team everywhere i work uh for the whole year you won't be at the same level you cannot work at the same pace same speed same passion 
it it is it is not going to happen because eventually you are humans there are some days in which you will be like um, uh, performing at your maybe 120% right and there are some days in which you are uh, constrained by by some issues around you it could be any issues right it could be your family's issues or it could be some uh, some um, some different issues right which is affecting which is might not be related to your work so you just need to understand that during those days how just you need to keep yourself afloat right yeah. and as a manager it's my responsibility to support you in yeah. in both the things right because i right. cannot just say okay whatever the six months you are performing you are great okay next six months you are not able to do it <laughs> you cannot do it no it's not so, like that because something sometime it, it it happens with with everybody it happens to me as well because i am not the same person on work but right. as we grow with the experience we learn how to go through these those phases and that's the perspective of the leader that's not perspective of a manager because a manager will say okay thing needs to be done it should be done but mm-hmm. a leader will will look at the uh, yeah, human yeah. side of it and may, and he make sure that he cover that part as well you, you remind me of a quote which is stuck in my head uh, i don't know if you heard of sig ziglar he's a motivational speaker he passed away american he he had said once motivation is like bath you need to have it every day it's not like you are motivated one day and then the next day you don't need it it's like you know it's a hygiene so you know as a leader you need to give that motivation or the reasons for people to come to work every day it's not like i gave a speech at the beginning of the year and see you at the end <laughs> you know so it's it's a constant process of motivating yeah. yourself first right taking the right step in the right direction yeah. and then passing on and and figuring out what motivates the team and every individual is different like like say yeah. i said yeah yeah i'm i'm just going to quote simon sinek on this you know it's a famous quote that he said be the leader you wish you had so yeah. that's the thing you should try to be one yeah 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 and and if if you if you take it like that the question you should ask yourself right who you want to work with your manager or a manager who is a leader of course i want to work with a manager who is a leader because he will give me some vision i don't want to go to work without purpose because when you're working for any organization the organization has a goal and of course those goals come on top of everything but every good as organization that helps you out to achieve individual goals as well because you have because when you are joining on any organization you look yourself in 3 to 5 years if you are not looking on that plan or if you are not working on that eventually you might be uh, maybe after 2 3 3 years you will be worthless for the organization as well because you are not improving right so it's very important for that's what i will say that's very important for a leader to work on those things as well he has to make sure the team is constantly improving and of course when we talk about this all um highly like uh, productive team or a very high performing team some people take it like that uh, a high performing team will be someone that could work 12 to 14 hours a day no it's not <laughs> like that you are overburdening the team there right mm-hmm. it's not about ours or something it's about the team who understand their work and and other thing that that i think angat yeah. and and uzafa mentioned as well it's about solving the problem because when we are working as a software we are just solving some business problems because we have real problems in our hand and we are trying to solve it with the technology and it's it's very important that all the developers no matter at what level they are they need to understand that business as well specifically i'm working in a payment domain if you are not understanding the domain technology cannot do anything 
you cannot solve the the problem there or you cannot uh, giving any benefit uh, to the end user. So it's very important to basically go in day in and day out and understand how this whole thing works, right? And uh, whoever your customer is, what sort of problems you are basically solving for that customer. You really need to deep dive into those things. Definitely. Thank you so much, everyone. Such great points so far on the first question and some even better quotes there as well. So thank you for sharing them. Uh, I guess it kind of leads into our next question. I know some of you touched on it briefly um, in the first question as well. But next question is, what strategies have you tried to balance being being empathetic with motivating, pushing the team out of their comfort zones. Yeah, so I mean, in, in this um, question, it's like you know, you you want to basically come across like a leader who is is you know understanding and empathetic towards the team, but at the same time, you want them to reach the heights, you know, which their potential, which basically their promise, and and keep pushing them or motivating them to get there, right? So the there is obviously you know you don't want to push them too hard as well basically and, and overburden them and put unrealistic expectations at the same time you don't want them to go deep inside their comfort zone and and you know just do the same thing over and over again so you need the, the dilemma is you need to find the right balance between pushing them you know and getting them to that uh, performance peak whereas also understanding the fact that you know you, you need to be sometimes taking the foot of the pedal and giving them that breathing space they need in their lives as well so how in my mind, the question is, it's a very delicate balance. And, and, you know, I feel we need to not tilt the scales either way and find that equilibrium for both to coexist, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, uh, rightly said, Vijayfa, you know, I totally agree with you. You know, empathy basically is about, uh, you know, uh, focusing your attention about, about people around you, which basically gives you the ability to communicate better, get the right results or even, you know, uh, discuss things that you want to get done. So, and it's about, you know, understanding your team's flexibility requirements or, you know, their well-being or their comfort. But there's a very gray or a thin line between when you have to deal with their, let's say, flexibility or requirements, understanding this current situation. It could be personal, it could be anything. And you know, as a leader, you want the best for them and you know what are their comfort zones and how do you want to push them out of it? Because... Today's work generation or workforce is majorly what, let's say, generation Y or Z, you know, and, and these are the people who really want to add value, you know, and if they don't think they're not adding value, they won't, they'll get demotivated and they'll be feel like, what are they actually working for? What are they yeah. doing? You know, that disengagement True. will start to happen. So as a leader, you need to bridge that gap and try to little bit push them. And it could be a small behavior change. And as they say, you know, leadership is about, being a change agent, it could be attending ceremonies, it could be following meeting agendas, it could be attending something or sharing knowledge, it could be anything. But you have to push them. Obviously, you will face some challenge in the beginning, but that's how any changes, you know, usually work out. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that is that is important for their self as well, because then you need to build them and talk to them about the understanding. They need to understand that once they are in their comfort zone, they cannot they can never reach to the next level. It's it's yeah. highly unlikely that you are you are basically striving for that. So you have to give them that vision and show them what exactly they are going to achieve. And of course, for that, you have to come out of their comfort comfort zone and by comfort zone we don't mean like uh, uh we are not uh 
taking in account maybe their personal issues, their health and things like that. So as I said earlier, it's not about adding more hours. It's just about their thinking. It's about what they are trying to achieve in terms of work, in terms of thing. And maybe you can, you can some for some of the people, you're putting some, you're giving them something challenging that they haven't done before. And you think they have the potential, but it's sometimes it's just a fear, fear of failure. They say, okay, um, we might fail and we don't want to do that because if we fail, maybe organization will take it as a negative and it will come down yeah. uh, to me that I haven't performed well or things like that. They're the, the job as a leader, as a manager, we have to provide them our support and show them, okay, we are there. Don't worry about the failure. Go and give your 100% because I will not judge you for the end result. I will judge you for the effort that you have. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and as I was researching this topic, I was looking at Daniel Pink's work in Drive. I don't know if you read the book, amazing book, Daniel Pink. Uh, and he's written this book back in 2003, uh, actually. He talks about three things like um, autonomy, right? Autonomy is, is giving the team the room to actually do it their way and then try to, you know, give them that space they need and, and basically not micromanage, you know, just don't mm-hmm. tell them, you know, like point one, do this, point one, point one, do this, point one, point one, point one, do this. You know? <laughs> and then check, have you done one? Have you done one point one? You know, go to that level of detail, you know, give them the room they need. And obviously it depends upon their seniority as well. And, you know, the, you need to actually give that information to a junior, but not to a senior and things like that, right? But in the end, figure out what is the best autonomy for them. And, and the second part is, once they are good at a skill, acknowledge that, recognize that, hey, you're really good at this and this is really valuable and bringing great value to the team and things like that. And then, you know, also being for coming from a technology background, having that inquisitiveness to say how good is really this and trying to benchmark amongst, you know, that this particular skill is really good and you need to get even better at this. And this is industry leading and give that person that insight to give, you know, further motivation for them to improve on that skill and get to the next level, right? So it's about, giving that that mastery feeling for them to say that this is I'm very good at this and I can do even better. And then the last bit is to give them why are we doing this? Like, you know, Sayed talked about it, the purpose, right? What is the end result we are trying to achieve? And not just the goal of the company, because obviously that's the 30,000 feet level view, but, you know, to bring it down to say, hey, this is where this team is going and this product will be enhanced by this, giving this value to this customer. And, and you know, bringing that to life and, if possible, also bring those success stories back, those people whose life was impacted by the product or the service back into the organization for them to share so that they know it's real. You know, this change is happening. My work matters. You know, the day I I wake up and I do this and we all are struggling to do this and bring this to life has changed lives and transformed lives, right? So giving them all of that so that, you know, that motivation I talked about is, is pretty much key. So just to summarize, autonomy, mastery, and a sense of purpose helps the team, you know, just push through that comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. And and there's another thing I'd like to add to it is uh, a great leader is nothing without a great team. And great team basically, you know, is what? Surrounded by great engineers who are more technically capable and everything. And people who are highly motivated and technically capable, capable you need to, you know, set them let's say stretch goals to keep them motivated and engaged yeah this is this is something yeah. you know as a leader that what this person is good at what how do how can i you know further stretch their abilities to you know uh, keep them engaged motivated and that's why in turn retaining the top talent in your team and you know helping yeah. yourself deliver more stuff yeah 
Yep, yep, absolutely, Angad. You're spot on with that. And then, you know, even when we do things like, you know, exercise and stuff like that, you know, when you set up goals, you know, the idea is to go put your, if your time was like, say, for a, a 1K, you're doing it in seven minutes, you don't want to do it in half the time, you want to do it maybe yeah. six minutes and 30 seconds or 40 seconds, right? You don't want to like kill yourself at the same time. You don't want. So I like the term you use stretch goals, which means within, <laughs> you know, 80% or 90% of that mark, but trying to improve, you know, uh, and, and push yourself even further. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's uh, one more thing that that can be added, like give them the sense of ownership. I think that that is something that has experienced that works well. Sense of ownership is something they, where they are, um, um, where where they they experience the feeling that okay, I own this thing, I own that piece of work. That basically helps them uh, help them in basically going to the next level and strive for those things. Because a simple rule of controlling anything is responsibility and accountability. That's that's the most simplest form of of doing anything. You don't need to as as you guys have managed. There is no need to do micromanagement. Just follow the simple rule. You are responsible and then you are accountable. And once you are responsible for something, the support is there. Support mm. is there from the whole team because right. as a manager, as a leader, I am part of the team because the team include all of us together. It's not something when I'm talking about the team, I am standing outside. No, I am also part of the team and the whole team support is with you. Mm. So don't think about just, just about the failure. Give your 100% and we will manage that. Right. And, yeah. and of course, as, as it's, it's again a human factor. Motivation, you need to keep them motivated. You need to give them something. As we know from the technical perspective, you need to satisfy that hunger of doing more. You need to make sure that they are hungry for the work as well and make sure that you are, you are feeding that work to them as well to make sure that they are satisfied when they are going home they're satisfied with the work that they have done yeah yeah so you, you remind me of um, marshall goldsmith marshall goldsmith is uh, one of my gurus and he sees the number one leadership coach uh, in the world as well for a couple of years last couple of years so what he said was you know when somebody comes to you with an idea saying, hey, why don't we do it like this, like this? And you think the idea is pretty good and, you know, that can fly. But you think there is one aspect of it, probably 5 to 10%, which is if that change, it will be even better. He says, just shut up. Don't talk about that 5 to 10%. Because if you say, open your mouth and say, hey, why don't you do this differently? The, even though the idea will be improved by that 5 or 10%, the ownership will go down 50 to 60%, you know? Yeah. So, and sometimes you have that thing in your mind and being a technician, technical person, you're like, okay, if I give him that, it'll become even better. But he's saying, don't do that. Just let it be, let the ownership of the idea, you encourage, like you said, support and, you know, stand behind him and give him all the support he needs. If he's asking for feedback or if it's, there's a pointed question coming at you, that's a different topic. But on your own accord, do not, you know, say that, do this and it will become even better. So I thought I was guilty of doing that a lot of time. You know, someone would come to me, Jeff, I will do it like this and it'll be great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but let's just do it this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, At least you nah, can nah. reflect. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's difficult to to basically stop yourself from doing that because that's the problem, right? That's where <laughs> you need to learn about being patient because you know you can improve things, you can add the value there, yeah. but you have to be like, you want to stay in the background and say, okay, 
yes yeah. you are right yeah. just do it and yeah. i am there yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean i totally agree with you guys coming from technical background it's sometimes very diff- when you're transitioning the, the tech part is still there in you and it's very hard to let things go so you still you know the things but you want to do it but again as we discussed in the previous question leadership is all about creating that safe and trustworthy environment and giving people the chance to you know learn from their failures you know and then then right. go forward yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, I love everything that you've all said and it's great that you can all reflect as well on some previous um, events that's happened. I guess it kind of moves on to our next question as well, which is around motivation too. And that's how do you manage stakeholders, including senior leadership expectations for unplanned requirements with tight deadlines while keeping your team motivated? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably uh, provide some more context. I, I don't think this is something new. Every organization, every mm-hmm. team has faced this before. And it's just about bringing about the best options, how we can try to tackle these things or what's the best way to move forward, you know, and, and it's all about we're all working for the business and towards a common goal to help and, you know, do something for our customers in any regardless of the industry we are working in. But but there are always no matter how much planning you do, no much how much, you know, prioritization you do. These are all big industries, maybe, you know, hundreds of teams, tens of thousands of employees and teams. You cannot manage something which is outside your control or even outside your business unit, regardless of whatever exec support you have. So uh, as, a, as a leader, you know, your job is not only to maintain the health of your team, but also bridge the gap between your team and the senior leadership, setting the right expectations and rather than ending up over committing or under committing. So, so this is one of the challenges that I've seen. And, you know, uh, and if you don't support your team, then your team will lose trust they will be like that, you know, every time my leader is saying something but not able to deliver, how is that going to motivate them? So that's my question. Yeah, yeah uh, I'll go, Sayed. Um, I, I think the most important aspect is to bring the team along in the journey, right? You see, life happens, and, and sometimes the best of the plans will be challenged, and, you know, there are organizational risks, landscapes changing, priorities changing. But from day one, do not, you know, um, if sometimes managers tend to do it, you don't share information until it's, you know, already finalized or agreed or you have, you know, I, I would say as much as you can. And sometimes in some cases, I know it's difficult, but give them the sense of being part of that journey so that abruptness is not there, right? At least as much as you can. And obviously, you know, uh, we work with talented groups of people, right? And, and it's not to say that, you know, uh, people will have innovative ideas of, okay, this has come in. How do I do this? And what else can we do? Or what can be moved out without impacting the business? And all of that brainstorming, you need to bank on the, you know, the the capital you have within the team and, and the innovativeness and the creativeness within the team, right? And give them the right platform. So apart from, you know, um, doing stuff, you know, you have to figure out what are the different techniques in which we could brainstorm? What are the things which we could do differently? And, and you know, encourage ideas from the team. And sometimes, you know, in some occasions, it is difficult, like you said, you know, that we can't take up additional work completely without planning and things like that. So we have to phase it to say, hey, can we, you know, align the expectations a little bit? These needs, there are dependencies of the work we are doing and it will impact this. Can we phase this? Can we box this to say, can we deliver phase one like this and phase two like this and try to figure out a way in which that delivery is possible, right? And then see what is the impact related to that. And, and in the end, 
it's it's about managing those priorities and communicating and taking the team along with you and you know uh, making sure that it is visible and and everybody is part of that process yeah i think wh- one thing which is uh, which i think i have seen uh, over the years is it's a transla- because your business people or product people their thinking is is very different and and that's how it should be and your technical team and your team is thinking totally in a different perspective first thing is it's a translation they need to really understand why we are building this product and where it is heading to then of course requirement change we are all working in an agile environment but sometimes you are able to accommodate but as refer said sometimes you are not but you can come up with a plan with the team okay yes we have to accommodate because if something is coming from business and something has been changed as per the market requirement we need to accommodate that we cannot just say okay cannot be done the only constraint right now we have okay how it will be done and what what is the time constraint can it be done within that time then of course you can work out there are a lot of strategies phase strategies maybe minimal viable product mvp strategies you you can you can come up with a lot of ideas but it's very important for the team because that's what i normally sometimes do as well take some of my leads to 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 the meeting that is basically happening with the product to to give them those that understanding it's very very important that your team start to uh, understand that part as well because mm-hmm. if they just remain at the technical level and they are not understanding because everything we are building is basically for some business had as i said earlier it's basically solving some real business scenarios or real some some real business problems so they really need, really need to understand or develop that thinking as well that's another thing that we need to do and once they develop that then they can work uh, like the team can work better in in such scenarios where they can quickly come up with the plan doesn't matter yeah. like it does it it always like it's not necessary that whatever the plan we are coming up with it will solve the whole problem it's yeah it cannot happen every time right yeah. but the thing is we might come up with something that we are able to satisfy both the departments right the stakeholders yeah. the business side and the engineering side as well and another important aspect is you know whatever that event is which has disrupted the work and you know caused the change it's important to take us a couple of step back and try to see the bigger picture to see is there something which is organizationally wrong is this likely to recur what are the lessons or the learnings we need to do and what are the things we need to plan in the future you know in case such events happen right so it could be you know uh, taking account into the risk allowing for some contingency allowing for better planning or at least a lead time something you know which we could understand that if this event occurs again we can manage it much more appropriately than we can because they, see every organization has a learning and and you know a process of bringing their learnings to life right so we want our team also to experience that hey it's not going to repeat because there are things which we are doing to avoid it in the future so you know having that done and and communicated will just give the team the confidence that see sometimes we are asked to you know push that extra hard because of business reasons but yeah. we are trying to get better at it Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's something even we are using here is understanding the roadmap, the technology roadmap, not only for our team but the teams who would need help from us or any assistance. So understanding even there, let's start with let's say quarterly planning or you know planning ahead in terms of what's your 90-day plan look like. What are the things you're planning to do? 
I'm obviously yeah. no one would want to do this deliberately. There must be some uh, urgency of you know or the circumstances, a regulatory requirement or a security vulnerability yeah. that they would need our urgent assistance. And as long as it's reasonable, I'm sure everyone will equally understand. And as long as we are able to justify the requirement, the business urgency. And I think with this situation, it also gives a leader an opportunity to to discover or maybe you know giving opportunities to their team members to rise up to this place and assume this role to you know lead and and maybe discover some abilities of themselves you know giving them the chance to okay you go you go ahead you see what's the best way forward you don't have to commit on anything and then you can come back and then provide the timings or efforts and later on and then we can as a team we can decide together what's the best way forward and making sure that we share the knowledge and later on some really great points. Thank you, everyone. I think just before we wrap things up for today, I actually have got a question for you all. So I'd love to know what would be your final tip, I guess, to someone who's moving into a leadership position, maybe something that you didn't know that you wish you knew, maybe again, not to put you all on the spot, but yeah, I think it'd be useful to know if we've got some, some people start? listening who's yeah. going into leadership. Yeah, for sure. Please. <laughs> So uh, this quote is is very important. I think it summarizes me uh, for me a lot of things. Leadership is a contact sport. Leadership is a contact sport. Leadership is not something you do in isolation. Leadership is a constant process of communicating with your team, being self-aware, and that feedback cycle with your team and improving yourself as well as the others. Right. So it's it's a continuous process. Leadership is definitely a contact sport. It's not somebody does you know in an ivory tower somewhere. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> my, my perspective on two things. One is um, if you are in a managerial role, be a people leader. It's very, very important. You cannot yes. just say I am a manager and just keep in mind leadership is all about human aspect because mm -hmm. the other side, you are already tackling it as your manager role. So leadership is all about all about human aspect creating that environment, creating that culture, right? Strive for that and make sure that you basically in, um, I will say, work on your abilities, abilities to interact with humans, to understand humans. If you are able to do that, then I think you can become an effective leader. I will not say a good leader, but <laughs> an effective leader is very, very important because I, I don't know what will be the definition for a good leader, but I think effective leader is something uh, that is required by your team. Right. And they should be uh, they should be as I as I told you guys earlier, you hired as a manager, you are manager from the day one. Then it depends on you how much you how much is the time that you are going to take to be a leader. For some of them, it's six months, month, year, and some of them it's years and years and years, and they, they never transform into that role. Right. So it's the transformation is is very, very important. A great point. Thank you, Saeed. And then again, if you've got one too. I, I would say three. That's something that I've learned. I'm still learning. So yeah. one is to listen to your team members and then trust them, trust their judgment, which gives yeah, them the power to, you know, think that they can take the decisions. And last but the most important one is get to know them better, especially in your one-on-one -on -one or casual chats, not only focusing on what's the work, what are the updates, but the life beyond or like what's happening in their family, you know, to get to know each other, especially in this virtual times. We are all working in a hybrid model. We don't get to see each other as often. So it's good to know, be in touch and get, you know, what what what's the latest holiday? What are the things you do enjoy after work? You know, maybe gardening or something. 
So that that's something you should focus on. Yeah. Thanks, Angel. Yeah, really good point there too. And we'll leave the discussion there for today. But thanks everyone for all the questions. They were really great and some um, good takeaways for today. So I hope everyone enjoyed listening. And a big thanks again to Sayed, Hujefa, and Angad for all their thoughts and experiences that they've shared on effective leadership. And thanks again. And we'll see you next time on the installment of the Evolution Exchange. Bye.